LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign's Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. This is episode 357. Imagine that, 357. This time around, it is a 30-day review. Our peer review, we have a cohort that have collected and come together to discuss a product called the Comet NCG CTC50M. You're saying, see, child, what in the world is that? This is a window gap coax extension jumper. Okay, 100 watts, PEP. And the fellows have come together to talk about it. And uh, if they like it and it may work for you, they'll let you know. If it's not so good, they'll let you know too. They're going to speak their truth. You might also be saying, how did this come to be? How do I become a reviewer? This is easy. All you need is a 100-watt ID. So go to 100wattsandawire.com, click the ID tab. You're sequentially issued one. takes a couple of days. Once you have that number, you can go over to the 30-day tab. Read about it and learn how you can become a reviewer just like we've done over several products. We take amateur radio products, ham-adjacent products, and we put them to the test. I don't want to be the person that says, go buy it. Let me go spend your money. I don't like that so much. So we put together cohorts, and they spend 30 days with the product, come back here, tell you how it worked for them. And uh, in the end, they'll go through all the criteria points, and then we'll give it an overall rating. And then you can decide how you want to spend your money. So again, the Comet NCG CTC, lots of numbers and letters here, 50M. It is a window gap coax extension jumper, and uh, it's a small product. And I thought to myself, I don't know about this one. This one's going to be kind of, I don't know about that. But these guys have come together to tell me, no, 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 wait a minute. Let's talk about this because this has several different uses for them. So this has uh, worked for them in some capacity. And, and let's see how well it did. Carson's here. He's WQ1L. Jim, N2ADV, and Jack, AB4WS uh, is here. We're going to start off with the packaging and we'll uh, enter in Carson here. Where Carson's going to tell us uh, how things uh, looked when it arrived on your doorstep. Good day to you, sir. Well, thank you so much. And it's uh, WQ1I. Q1I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start the whole show over. How about that? I'm just kidding. WQ1I. I won't make that mistake again. Thank you, sir. No problem. Totally different person. 
<laughs> okay. No, it arrived in a nice little package. And what uh, was quite curious if it was going to work. And the situation here is I'm in a second floor apartment. The structure was built in 1850. And uh, yeah, but fortunately, the windows have been updated. So these are the type of windows that pop out to clean. So I had a perfect gap to put it in, close the window up, and as you can tell, the, the 7300 loves it. So no issues with it, so I'm really happy with it. All right, good. So packaging specifically now, Carson, uh, this came to you. How, how was it shipped? What, was it packaged well? Were you expecting something different? Did it meet your criteria with getting this thing in the mail? Get a little choppiness here so hopefully here maybe. you're still okay yeah go ahead yeah. uh-oh we lost them then we'll move over we'll move over to jim jim let's talk about the packaging for you um some hams are very specific in the way they want their packages to arrive they want their gear to be double boxed this right here is an interesting piece maybe you can describe it for us but talk a little bit about when this arrived and your thoughts Right, Christian, you, I, I can't tell if you're talking to me or not. You're uh, you're breaking it pretty bad. Oh, I am. But, uh, okay. Yeah, you're okay. All right. Well, if I'm okay, then I'll, I'll just get forward. So, yeah, I mean, you know, as, as talked about, it, it came in a you know neat little envelope here, and uh, you know the the box was huge. So when it came, it came in this giant. I mean, this thing was like five times the size of of the uh, the actual envelope itself. And uh, honestly, I didn't know what it was coming in the door. So, um, but you know, overall, it. it uh, it seemed like it was working pretty well. And I mean, it wasn't one of those things where you have to unbox the heck out of it. It was, it was great. So it just comes in a little plastic sleeve there. Can you describe what it's like, the actual piece, the actual gear itself? What what does it feel like? What does it look like? Well, um, if you're a martial artist, it's kind of like uh, nunchucks. But, you know, it's just a, just a little piece of, uh, of flat coax. It's got some, uh, some bits on the end, and it comes folded up in here. Uh, and honestly, this is great for, for carrying with you. It's got, uh, it's pretty durable, though, the packaging. It's got a couple snaps on it. You tuck it in there and, and you know, you don't have to worry about it rattling around. The edges are pretty sharp. So, uh, you know, it's good if you want to put it in the packaging and not cut anything up. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, I've got a couple of these and uh, for the things that I do. And, I mean, it's, you know, pretty flexible and, and twist around corners and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, roll it up when you're done and toss it in the package. Great. And our friends at, our friends at, uh, home listening to this um this this the trick of this is that it's actually a flat you think of coax and you don't think when i think i think of 213 which i've got buried out in the yard i don't think of a piece of flat uh material there that you pass through a window jack tell me your thoughts on the packaging and uh when it arrived at your house yeah it came in a in a box a cardboard box opened it up and it's got this sexy plastic bag uh, snaps on the back, um, like a, a great, great carrying case uh, for it. If uh, if you would need to uh, uh, take it different places, uh, just a fantastic idea. Real thin, about a foot long, with the uh, the two uh, maybe inch by uh, three quarters of an inch by maybe an inch tall with uh, SO two thirty nines out of each side, so that you can uh, connect your uh, cable 
that you run from the antenna to this device and from this device to the uh, to your radio. Um, really, uh, really nice small package, easy to travel with. Um, two thumbs up for me on the packaging. Well, we lost our, our brother uh, Carson here. He's having uh, some issues here. But I got I got to tell you something. I want to double back to you guys and, and get both of your your reactions on it. I I kind of I got to say I felt and it's my ignorance because I didn't know I didn't I have a different kind of pass through it's a piece of wood that's kind of wedged in between the the window it's got its own holes and you know that kind of thing I thought this was probably a cheap little thing that was a gimmick and uh from what I can see now in the packaging this actually looks like it's built well and this is just my eyes looking at the thing online here can you talk a little bit about the build of this thing, Jim? Yeah, I mean, this thing is pretty solid. Um, I mean, you can you can pop it right up here, and you can those of you who are tuned in via the via the, the video feed. I mean, it's 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 weighty. I mean, it's you know, it feels like they put some effort into making sure it was pretty durable. And uh, I mean, even the, the the thin coax that goes through the window gap. Um, I mean, I've put this thing through a couple of windows, and you know, it's still. You know, it's not all creased up. It's not uh, bent or broken. You know, I was expecting originally that it would be something I would be able to put through the window and then it would have to stay there. And if you pull it out, it would break or after a while, it would, you know, it would start to wear. I mean, if you fold it in half, I mean, it eventually just like any kind of wire, it gets weak and, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll break. But, you know, overall, the, the thing seems like it, they put some thought into the build and it looks like it's pretty weatherproof too. Um, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, I can snake it out the tent in the rain or something. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not afraid of things getting in water, getting in and causing my SWR to skyrocket or anything like that, or causing my radio to not play well with the antenna. All right, Jack, same kind of question, comment on the build of this thing itself. I'm impressed on the build. Uh, a weak point would be where the the flat um, coax meets the the plastic um, holder for the connectors. But um, I, I actually have had some of these for years and used them traveling, and I I they're still in good shape. They still work and uh, have not had any problem with them at all. All right, guys, thank you so much for that setup there. Uh, Carson had to drop out, but we'll get a written uh, a brief on, on what he has to say about this as well. And we'll stick with our two fellows in the cohort as we move on. Now it's time to move into the manual. Now, some people like me are not as technical. Some people are very technical and they're a little disappointed in the manuals. Guys like me need a little extra sometimes and uh, others... We don't read the manuals at all. It depends on what the product is, right? So it's time for us to look at the manual, if there even was one. Jim is N2ADV. Uh, Manual-wise, uh, does it matter for you? I know for this experiment here that you would look at it and study it. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, typically I'm I'm the uh, the usual ham where something comes in the mail and it's got the manual and I'm kind of you know throwing it out the window. But you know, it's just a it's just a single pager. It's not really anything too terribly complicated. But it gets through the kind of the permanent installation of things. Um, you know, gives you the instructions. It comes with double sided tape, so you can you can tape it to wherever it is. Um, it tells you you know how to mount it so it's not facing up. It gives you the uh, the frequency ranges and your your max power you should run in it. Um, that kind of thing. It doesn't get into um, you know when you're talking max power for HF to 50 megahertz. Um, it doesn't talk about different uh, 
different duty cycles. So it doesn't say whether they're talking about single sideband, if they're talking about, you know, key down with CW, if you're talking about the, the more, uh, you know, intensive modes like, you know, RTTY, RIDI, or FT8 or anything like that. But, you know, overall, it gives you at least a glimpse of, of, uh, of what it can do. But, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, I, I would still have some questions after reading this. Now, um, this, I should say, this retails now, you can get it at this time of the recording here. Uh, it is fifty nine ninety five at uh, HRO. DX Engineering has it for fifty six ninety nine. Uh, Jack, talk a little bit about uh, your thoughts on the manual. What you needed, what you expected, what you thought. Um, as Jim said, the the manual is very very simple to the point. It's a single page. The device itself, I think, is very intuitive. Most amateur radio operators are going to see the PL two fifty nines, the coax, and and probably just as as most good hams do not even read the manual. <laughs> but if you're interested in reading the manual, it does have the basic information, like Jim said, uh, really, really covers covers that end. Um, you know, again, uh, on an item like this, I probably don't spend much time reading the manual. Right. It's a piece of, you know, it's a piece of coax. And uh, I, and we, we've talked about the build a little bit. In that uh, paperwork, is there any sort of, warranty information or is there anything like if it if it would break that kind of deal um i don't remember to be quite honest because they you. just take it and they throw it behind them it just is, <laughs> it's just a fire starter stuff like that yeah i wonder i'm curious to see if there was any sort of uh warranty in case it does get sliced broken bent you would think there'd be something I, but i know i, I put I you on the spot for that I don't see any mention of it on the uh, on the uh, instruction manual at all about any uh, any issues or problems with it or what to do if there is. Okay, that's a consideration, and I wonder if they put the manual. M many do. They're putting the manuals on the uh, online. Also, I like a physical one for this product. We may not need it to take it out with us or have it you know open, but for some things, I like to have that online manual and the physical one too. But that's. That's just me, and everybody's a little different. All right, now it's the time of the 30-day review where we explore the install. I want to know how the fellas use this thing. Um, and it's interesting. It's flat. The coax seems to be running in the center. How did they use it? Again, I got to be honest. I thought this might be one of those little gimmicky things, and maybe I, I would be afraid I'd shut the window and it would slice it in half. But that's my ignorance to the product, and I'm, I'm so happy that these guys are here. Jim, uh, how did you install this? How would you use it? How did you use it? Yes, this is one of those things. So, you know, I did do the traditional method of throwing it in the window. You know, what I will caution is if you have uh, tight-fitting window screens, you know, the kind that spring into place, um, it, it doesn't play well with those, um, especially if you live in areas with, like, mosquitoes and black flies and things like that. It will create a gap, um, and, and they will come through. So... It, Ultimately, if you're going to install that, just something to consider. Once you put that in there, that, that window basically becomes unusable if, you, if you're relying on screens. But what I typically do is uh, I will go to you know, like my, my downstairs patio or something. You know, I'll grab a radio and I'll, uh, I'll hop over and, and throw a piece of uh, coax over to the door. And I'll, I'll put this thing into the sliding glass door and then put the, you know, an antenna out, whether it's a long wire or a loop or something like that. If it's super rainy out or something like that. And I just want to play radio out there for a bit. Um, it, it works really well. I also, you know, I tend to go camping and, and what I'll do is I'll put this with a zipper flap 
closes for the tent and I'll have the radio in the tent and the antenna outside and I don't have to worry about bugs getting in or things like that. Whereas kind of that circular coax creates a little bit of a gap. Um, and, you know, it, it works really well for, for, you know, the smaller radios. Like, like I mentioned earlier, that, that 100 watt uh, PEP limit, you know, you can't run like a giant amplifier or something like that. But I mean, if you're just going out in the field and you're playing with, you know, 10, 15 watts, the thing is great. Okay. Jack, same question. How did you use it? How did you put it in line? Um, how would you use this? Well, like I said, I've had I've had several of them for years now. I have two of them installed right now currently at my house. One goes out the uh, the bedroom window to hook up to a radio up, up there, and which running uh, HF primarily uh, to an HF. Uh, uh, well, for years I had it uh, to a, um, a G5 RV upstairs and it uh it played well just i have uh, uh those windows that that slide open so just um stuck the uh, one end out the uh, out the window close the window on it uh the gap is very very minimal uh as to what i found ran coax to the radio on the inside of the of the bedroom on the outside ran from coax out over to a, a tree in which I had the G5 RV strung up in. The second um, use that I have of it, using it uh, permanently here at the house, is I have uh, I have several scanners in the living room area of the house. And so what I do is I, I have the same setup. I run it to a, a scanner antenna that I have on a, a mast on the deck. Uh, and again, the, 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 the slide up windows um, on the house, it goes in minimal gap, uh, run it inside and I run into a, uh, um, a multiple scanner splitter amplifier. Uh, and it's, it just works great. Now the other uses and the main uses that I've used it through the years is when I'm traveling, I found it to be a great asset to take with me traveling because so oftentimes you're, you're renting a condo, uh, someplace I've been to Hilton Head, been to Florida many times. You're in a you know, high-rise condo in which there's a patio door, a sliding patio door. And what I'll do is, uh, well, for years I travel with my uh, ICOM 7100. Uh, most recently, uh, I got a, a 705 to travel with. Um, and of course, then COVID came in, so I haven't been traveling near as much. But uh, the, 70, the 7100 back in the day, I have two of them, one for VHF and UHF and one for HF. And what I do is was to run that over by the uh, sliding glass door, put it in, run coax to both the UHF and VHF. I've got a, a J pole inside of a, uh, a PVC pipe with a little PVC stand that I can sit out on a, a deck at a condo for VHF and UHF. And of course, a variety of different types of antennas for HF, depending on what the situation uh, uh, requires. And it's always worked great. It's very small to travel with. You can roll it up in a bag, relatively small. Two of them I usually have rolled together in a single package and uh, makes, a, makes a nice little accessory for traveling with your radio. All right. All right, so there you have it. And I can tell you, uh, Jim, N2ADV, and Jack, AB4WS, these guys don't play. These are hams, hams. They are out there doing it. They are doing it. And uh, so we're getting a, a firsthand look at some hams that are really trying to do different modes, different experimentation. So I'm really happy that these guys got to take it and play around with it for 30 days. Now is the portion of our 30-day review where we get into a bench test. We can see, is there a way to do an A, B type of test? Is there any other thing that's like this? You know, this is the Comet 
CTC50M. It's a Comet window feed-through jumper. I don't know if there's anything like it, but perhaps the fellows were able to put it to the test. Let's see uh, how they did with SWR, A-B testing, and that sort of thing. Jim, how did you beat this thing up? How did you test it to make sure it, it qualifies for your shack? Yeah, I mean, when I travel, I typically travel with like a lightweight coax or something, um, trying to fit things through windows. I mean, I'll, I'll actually go out and, and you know, play radio in the field with my Jeep and, and fit things through the soft top. And, uh, you know, I've put this thing side by side with, with RG58 coax, which is the really thin stuff. Um, there was no measurable difference in, in any kind of noise levels. Um, there was no change in, in SWR on my analyzer or anything like that. Um, I also put it side by side with, you know, some of the, the, the bigger stuff, RG213 and, and, and RG8X and stuff like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, there wasn't any, any change in anything. I mean, this thing is so short, um, you know, I don't think it would cause much of a, of a change in impedance or anything like that. But, you know, certainly the radio didn't notice it. Okay, good to know. All right, Jack, what did you do with this thing? Is there a way to put this on your bench and just to see how it performs against any of your other sort of coax jumpers? You know, I've compared most of the stuff that uh, that I have in the main shack. I have the same setup as what you have, Christian, where I have the the little board with the uh, the barrel connectors through and run, you know, LMR four hundred through them and 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 through. Uh, intuitively, you you get a feeling that it it, it there's got to be loss involved in it compared to that. But the, in all honesty, while I have never put any scientific equipment up against and compared one to the other, I have never noticed um, a difference between the, the uh, antennas connected up via barrel connector and, the, and, the, and connected up via this connector, both either on the, the transmit side or the receive side on SWR. Um, it, it, if there is a difference, and intuitively you think, gosh, there's got to be a difference, but from a, a practical perspective i've never noticed a noticeable difference between the two am i the only one that feel i i'm I'm being completely honest and i haven't tried this thing but i again i thought it was a bit of a gimmick uh to use it until i started hearing the guys say no this is actually this this actually serves a purpose and i and is there something inherent about thinking it's flat it must be this it can't be as good um but you guys have played with it for a while now, and, and you have a different uh, thought process, I guess, is what I'm getting to. Is is there something built into this that makes you feel like it's an inferior piece or a gimmick initially? Well, I, initially, you look at it and you think there's no way this thing can work. <laughs> you know, that was my thoughts when I first got one years ago. I, I got one, and I thought, well, I'll try it and see what it'll do. And, of course, everything in... in and I always call it everything in amateur radio, everything in life is a trade-off. You know, there's pluses and minuses to everything. And I'm thinking there's no way this thing is going to be that easy to throw, throw it out the window, close it down and bring it in without having to drill any holes or, or anything else that, you know, cosmetically maybe, you know, is, is difficult for us to do depending on our situation. And in all honesty, I, I really have never seen a, a difference to it. You know, it, it is, the real deal, I guess, is the best way. Even though you look at it and you think this is a toy, there's no way this will work. And it, it just does. 
Jim, same question. Was there was there any sort of uh, thought like this that, it, ah, this can't be? I mean, we all have that spirit of, I'll try it. But, you know, I look at the price tag on things, too, and I know all hams do. At $56, $57, $58, I'm not always willing to buy into a gimmick. Can you talk about that first kind of thought process when you're when you're looking at a product like this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you look at like a you know a, a board and and a, a couple barrel connectors or something you know ten fifteen bucks maybe at the most although the price of wood's gone through the ceiling, and you know it, looking at fifty sixty bucks for something you know it, it does kind of scare you a little bit. Um, I mean, really, I, again, I wouldn't pump a bunch of power through this thing. You know, it, it is wicked thin. You know, the center conductor is fine. But, you know, I would be afraid of any kind of like the braid that you typically see with a coax or something, you know, whether it would burn out or not. Now, you know, I've, I've also used these things for quite a while. I've never had one fail. So, um, you know, when you first look at it, though, and I will say that when I first got one a couple of years ago, I was like, yeah, this is going to last for maybe a week or two. And uh, I forgot I had one in the window uh, when I when I was going to install this one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this one's still there. And I've got my uh, my little Kenwood uh, VHF radio that uh, we bought back in the 80s that was hooked up to it. And uh, sure enough, I, I fired it up and it, and it worked totally fine. So, you know, it, you, you get over the reservations rather quickly and then you almost forget that it's there. Well, you had me at, uh, if you're going to um, keep the bugs out, if it keeps the bugs out of the house and the uh, mosquitoes from coming in and biting me, I, I like this thing a little bit more uh, already. Uh, this is the part of the 30-day um, review we get into the performance. How How did it do with contacts, running power through it, these sorts of situations. Uh, Jim, let's talk about the performance and uh, what you did. What were you expecting uh, when you put it in and played with it there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm more of a CW and digital mode guy. I'm not much of a sideband guy. But, um, you know, when I when I put the, the, the thing through the door and, uh, you know, ran the antenna out there, I expected to get on the air and I expect, expected to start to make contacts. And you know, that's exactly what happened. So, you know, I'll, I'll throw my little KX3 on the on the floor next to the door and, and, you know, start tapping away. And, you know, sure enough, I'll chase some parks and folks that are out there activating. And and I, I didn't really have any problem. If I could hear them, I could work them, um, you know, for the most part. And it all came down to power. Um, you know, like I said, if you needed more power or something, you know, something more than 100 watts, this is definitely not the thing for you. But, you know, if you're comfortable with with uh, running CW sidebands, you know, digital modes and, you know, using the lower power levels, you know, it, it certainly is one of those things where you know, it'll work. Jack, the performance side for you, um, what are your thoughts on this thing as a performer? Well, again, I've I've uh, used it for years, but I've only used it primarily on sideband. Um really haven't done much digital that I can remember using the device. Um, I've done some VHF, UHF, obviously, on it. Again, 100 watts or less. Um, never have used uh, anything with an amplifier through it. Again, the uh, the manual, you know, says uh, the um, output power on, uh, on uh, HF to 6 meters is 100 watts PEP. On uh, 2 meters, 60 watts. FM on 440, 40 watts FM, and on uh, 1200 uh, megahertz, uh, 10 watts FM. So it's not, it, it's not going to handle a whole lot of power. If you have an amp, you, you definitely want to look at the barrel connector through the wood or some other method of getting your antenna out. But if you're running 100 watts or less, um, you know, I, again, I don't think you're going to run into any problems. And again, I've, I've noticed no loss 
no changes in SWR differences or issues with it on on any band or or any mode that I've I've used it on, and um, you know I've had good success both on receive and transmit utilizing the device. The power thing that's really important to note. So that's that that's a great addition to this review is uh, keep in mind your power and what you want to do with it. And uh, this is the the part where this isn't a big antenna that you'd stick up in the yard and you'd have to worry about curb appeal. But some people are very particular with their shacks and uh, what what they have coming in and out of their shack. In terms of curb appeal, uh, Jim, is this something that is an eyesore for you? Does it hide well? What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where if you, if you're installing it permanently, you are going to have you know the little the little black piece next to your window, um, you know on the outside you'll have that piece. So, I mean it, it certainly sits there, and you know if you've got a, a a significant other spouse what have you that notices those kinds of things, they'll probably zero in on it. Um, but you know it's one of those things where if you don't have an OZHOA or something like that, they're probably not going to see it. Um, I mean it's 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 bulky for, for you know for its size. So if someone gets close enough to your window if you're looking at this from like an HOA situation um, you know they might see it sticking out the window uh, something to be mindful of but you know at the end of the day you can stick it out the window and then pull it in when you're done if you don't do the permanent installation it does have screws and double-sided tape like I said so you can you can put it into uh, the wall and that way it's permanently installed there but um, you know it's one of those things where you know it, it's one of those things you can really quickly pull in so you know it, it's small enough from a distance that you won't see it but if you're right next to the window you are going to see this thing sitting there Okay. Thank you for that. And uh, Jack, is uh, this something you got a beautiful shack there? I wish all of our listeners could uh, could zo- <laughs> zoom in here. All I can tell you is it's a beautiful <laughs> spectacle with lights flashing and knobs and, and information. It's gorgeous. Uh, putting things in our shack, we're very particular. Usually where we have them, we're always tinkering with placement. Is this something that can go and uh, pass your test first and then any sort of HOA significant other ideas. Well, uh, as uh, friends of mine would tell you, I'm not. I, I have antennas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the advantages of living in a rural area where 11 and a half acres. Uh, every tree's got an antenna hanging in it. But uh, you know, in my mind, the curb appeal is one of the draws of of this device because it is compared to the other methods of getting the, the the feed line outside from the radio to outside the house to the antenna it's probably the most innocuous and less seen of all those things you know and and less damage in and i say damage but less modification of of your residence to in order to facilitate it Basically, you open the window, and, it, and depending on what kind of window you have, I think just about any kind of window or door, um, this device would slip through. Um, it could be positioned uh, probably very uh, discreetly, uh, that it would be, for the most part, um, hidden from view for most uh, most people. Uh, from the street, I think you would have a difficult time uh, time seeing it at all. So I think that's one of the pluses of this this device is the uh, the curb appeal of it. It's uh, uh, at least the other ways that I run coax out and feed line out. It's probably the the least offensive of all of them. Right. right very good. All right. This is the portion where we get to um, tell the maker a little bit if they were paying attention or they did happen to stumble upon this at some point down the line. The Comet NCG CTC50M, the window gap coax extension jumper. 
And uh, we've talked about the power a little bit. You have to make sure you understand the power limitations for it. Uh, but we're getting into the pros and the cons of it now. So let's talk to Jim and see uh, pros and con wise, if we could help manufacturers, builders figure out a better thing for this, maybe they nailed it. Pros and cons in, in your eyes, Jim. Yeah, for what it is. I mean, there's there's not a lot of, of uh, cons for it. I mean, it, it gives you a nice, flexible piece of, of equipment. It's small. It, it gives you, uh, you know, a couple of options rather than drilling holes, you know, if you live in an apartment or something like that. Um, I mean, I would say that, it, you know, if I were the manufacturer, they, they didn't know whether this thing can be painted or not. Uh, that was one thing that I had some questions on, you know, it, talking about HOAs and things like that. I know a lot of folks have to deal with those kinds of things. And it doesn't mention in there if you can paint this kind of plastic, if it will have any kind of impact on it. I didn't, I didn't want to try it, but, uh, you know, they might want to offer like a white or something like that, or, you know, at least note in the instruction manual, if this is something that's paintable, um, especially for those folks that are trying to run this to like a rain gutter or something and, uh, you know, trying to make it so that people don't know that they're on the air. Um, plus, I mean, my, my, uh, my windowsills are all white in the house. And I mean, this thing kind of sticks out a little bit when you, uh, you know, put it next to the window, if I were to paint this thing white, um, or if it came in like a, you know, a nice, you know, like white EPS plastic or something like that. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't notice it nearly as much. Okay. Jack, uh, same thing, pros and cons as we look at this. And if we could help the maker at all, what would we tell them? Well, obviously the, 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 the pros from my, uh, uh, my standpoint is the ability to easily pass through that signal through, through a window or whatever without any modifications to your residence or anything at all. That's got to be the, the curb appeal of it is, is one of the biggest pros to it. Uh, the other thing is the portability issue. If you're traveling and you're moving, it's, it's very small, easy to take with you easy to put up, easy to utilize in those situations where you're at some place for a relatively short period of time and you can't can't do a real install type uh, method. Uh, the cons, the biggest con obviously is the amount of power that you're running. You know, it is a regular, uh, uh, relatively low power or regular power situation. If you're one of the big guns that uh, has got a, a 1.5 kilowatt amp with you, you know, this isn't going to be the device for, for you to utilize. Um, again, intuitively, you look at it and you think there's no way this can work. It's got to be a compromise. And most things in life are a compromise. But again, my tests have revealed that it, it isn't much of a, of a compromise. And again, my my final evaluation is is it's like a lot of things. It's a great tool for the amateur radio operator to have in their amateur radio toolbox to utilize in those situations where where this can be beneficial to them. All right, Jim, we've got to do the overall rating. Of course, I'm going to give you a chance to say anything else. Is there anything else that you want to say about this product before we get into the overall rating? Anything we missed? No, you know, I don't think anything really been missed. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's, it's another tool in the toolbox. You know, don't expect it to be something that it's not and, uh, it, it'll work fine for you. What about the price point? I'm going to ask you both, uh, a little extra, extra sauce question at uh, 59 bucks. Just say we're looking at 60 bucks at HRO. Uh, is this money that you would spend? I know, you know, we, we don't want to spend other people's money at 60 bucks. Is it, a value that you would probably spend money on. You know, if I if I needed to, and there's times that I have, um, you know, I, I probably would. I, I would say that you know, get, given what you get for the money, it, it's it's probably worth it. Now, are there other ways to accomplish what you're doing with this thing? Yeah, probably. You know, you can do you can get away with a lot cheaper, and if you can, you probably should. 
Um, but if this is one of those things where you're looking for a, you know, a semi-permanent installation or you're looking for something you can easily carry with you, it's probably worth the price. Okay. All right. Give me your rating now. Five, five to five, nine. Where does this one, what's the, uh, the rating for you? Um, you know, I would probably say it's, it's a, it's a solid five, nine. This is something that's pretty useful. Um, you know, again, it's not a one size fits all, you know, there, there's always going to be those situations where, you know, this is going to be not the thing for you, but, you know, for the average ham who's running barefoot, who is just trying to get on the air, especially if you live in like a dorm or an HOA or an apartment or something like that, I would say this is a really solid thing. So, you know, top marks for me. Good deal. Uh, Jack, uh, just some other questions, same sort of question there with the price point of this thing. I know you've mentioned in this review that you have purchased this before, uh, spending other people's money. Now that's very difficult for me. That's why I have you guys here. Uh, would you feel comfortable telling someone else to spend $59, $60 on this piece of equipment? You know, um, that that's one of the one of the things that it depends on your situation if you're in a situation like jim said where you're in an hoa or you're in an apartment or a condo or some place where where you can't make any changes to it or do anything i i definitely think it's it's something worthwhile you know and i'm trying to remember how much i paid because i've i've the original one that i bought and like i said i've got several of them it's been several years ago and i don't you know, it's it's real unusual in this day and age for the, the, the prices to go up. Look at the price of gasoline today is a four and a quarter here in, in northern Kentucky, you know, and a couple of years ago it was $1.89. So everything's going up uh, appreciably. And I don't I, I'm remembering that I paid about that same amount of money back, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago when I when I, uh, I bought the first one of these. So something that holds their value and is is relatively stable. I got to say that that's uh, you know it's a it's a good price point. It, you know, if that's something that you need in that that particular thing, I think it's it's money well spent if you're in that situation uh, where you're needing that type of device to 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 get your signal to the outside. Your overall rating, sir. My overall, I'm I'm with Jim. I'm a five nine, two thumbs up. Two five nines. Wow. Okay. See, I, I came I, I in really thinking think I was it, uh mis I was misinformed. I, I had formed something in my mind thinking I was actually embarrassed. I was I being completely honest. I was these guys are hams, hams. When I say that, I've known these fellows. They've been around the show and the community for years. And I thought, man, I don't know. And here they come up in the lottery to, to, to test this product. And I'm like, well, I'm sheepishly saying, I got this little thing over here that you're, you're interested in this. Probably not. And to their credit, they were both like, yeah, I'll take it out for a ride and, and uh, use it. And it turns out that they both believe uh, it's a 5.9 type of product. So... My thanks to both of you for uh, for coming and doing this and spending 30 days uh, because here I was. I was somehow programmed the wrong way, thinking something else, and you guys have turned me around with the ways uh, of the 30-day review there. My thanks to James. He's November 2 Alpha Delta Victor and Jack Alpha Bravo 4 Whiskey Sierra and to Carson, who spent 30 days with this, but he uh, had a little bit of a glitch in his system today and couldn't be with us for the full ride. He's Whiskey Quebec 1 India Carson up there in the great Northeast. So my thanks to the fellows. Look, if you want to do this, you want to be a reviewer, you go in one time and you stay in. It's a lottery and you just need your 100 watt ID. You can get that at 100 wattsandawire.com. Click the IDs, 
you're sequentially issued an ID when you get it, then you can go sign up to be a reviewer on the 30 days tab. Ham radio adjacent, ham radio equipment, as long as I've got the money to put out for the products, that's what I want to do. I want to buy these products, send them out to be reviewed by our community so they can tell you the honest truth. There's no bias at all. You get to keep it. At the end, you get to keep it. You come on, tell the people, and you get to keep it. And that's how it works. All right? So I'll say 73 to the fellas and 73 to all of you. May the dogs run by your side. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.